Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today, I would like to talk about what is the difference between being in a groove and being in a rut? Can you switch from one to the other? Karen, kick us off. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When you started talking, when you, sh you know, shared the topic with us the other day, I thought, one is a positive and one is a negative. So sometimes my brain is very much black and white. In this scenario, I looked at being in the zone mm -hmm. as very much being a positive mm -hmm. and it can happen whether it's athletically or whether it's work-related. had it happen in my work day and I'm sure some of you guys probably had it happen in your work day where next thing you know, you pick your head up and four hours have gone by. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like where you're so intently focused in on the work at hand that you cannot be disturbed. Whereas a rut on the other hand, and I've had this, I have these kind of conversations within myself where I like routine, but I don't like ruts. Mm. And when I feel that routine is starting to be a little too solid and structured, for me as a creative, it makes me just, you know, like want to, you know, get my way out of that box. I don't like being in a rut. If I'm in a rut, I'm immediately bored. And I'm the kid that, you know, was in school that didn't do well when they were bored. And so I try to avoid being in a rut if, if at all possible. That's just kind of how I approach life in general. Mm. Stuart, what were your thoughts when I sent this topic? Actually, I agree with Karen. I looked at it as a positive and a negative, but I also believe that a groove could lead to a rut. Mm. And so that's why uh, I would advocate, you know, constant self-evaluation, either in the process or in, um, you know, what you're doing, because sometimes you can get too comfortable in the groove and the, roof, the rut will come up before you know it. Mm -hmm. And then that will impact your productivity. Sports teams are really excess, successful and even businesses are successful if they can do a self-analysis. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example like Kodak or General Motors. Companies that were really good back in the 70s and 80s and even 90s. They didn't do a self-evaluation and they couldn't pivot or lack the agility to change with the times. So now Kodak, they don't have a digital footprint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and you laugh at it, but, it, but it's true. And even General Motors has struggled. So, I mean, don't get too comfortable in your groove because it will lead to a rut. That's my opinion. So is there an emotional component? Could you find yourself into a, in a rut and turn it into a groove by changing your mindset, by changing the way you feel about it? Or once you're in a rut, that's it. Get, you have to get out or nothing. I still contend that you have to do, continue to do self-evaluations. I mean, and you do self-evaluations in, in your life. Both of you guys run businesses and you're constantly evaluating your business so that you can improve. Mm. You know, because if you continue to put out the same product, then people are not going to continue to come to you because there's no innovation. So maybe the innovation is the, the kryptonite to a rut. Interesting. So Karen, you should, when I said you can't get out of a rut by turning it into a groove, you shook your head pretty aggressively. You, you think that's not how it works? Well, here's, here's something that came to mind about both of them. I feel like they're both unintentional like nobody sets out to like I mean like in athletics and both of us have participated in sports I don't care what you want if you you cannot force yourself into a zone right you can kind of force yourself into a rut by just kind of like Stuart was saying not having self-evaluation not recognizing those you know things that are happening in the world that 
you know, that you're just kind of going along autopilot. But I feel like a, a rut happens unintentionally as does the zone. The zone, the thing about the zone though, is athletes today are much more, I'm going to say this and there's always a caveat behind it, but are much more psychologically prepared hmm. for their event than we were 20, 30 years ago. So yeah, Stuart, I want to go back to something you said. You said that you think that innovation is what keeps you out of a rut. Can too much innovation, like just cycling too fast, keep you out of a groove as well? well that's an interesting thought. And it, it most likely to some degree is true. You you, you have to be able to, and this is, this is that whole self-evaluation piece, is you have to be able to not let yourself get sucked up into the backslapping, mm -hmm. the uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, mm -hmm. uh, because then it, it, it impacts your ability to do successful self-evaluation. I mean, I guess the good thing about an athlete is you get instant feedback mm -hmm. as to whether you are, what you're doing is working or not. Whereas the event horizon in a business environment may take longer and you can end up in a rut before you realize it. Mm. And then can, are you agile enough to pivot to be able to fix it? But, you know, it's interesting when you were talking, Stuart, my mind went to some of the organizations that I've worked for that enjoy and don't know how to reinvent the wheel per se, meaning that that rut becomes ingrained in their culture to where they're not willing to try other things or to try something new because there's that complacency mm -hmm. and that um, that comfort zone with where you're at. I think that you know that we all have to you know kind of back to the self awareness piece. We all have to kind of be aware of you know, what is our balance in this? And this really is kind of a conversation about, is there a balance between the two that is a better place for us to operate as human beings versus one or the uh, one extreme or the other? And I think, like, I think what happens is people get to, the, they, they believe that they have an identity and that identity actually may, and they think that that's being their groove but that actually could be leading to the path of their rut because that identity is, is how they think that people will, I, people will identify with them most collectively. But I think the most successful organizations, whether it's sports, business, or whatever, you know, when, when there's that ability to adjust to the environment, I use the word agility again because I like that, then it it makes you more proficient at what you're doing. There's no growth. I mean, the only growth that comes from a rut is you identify the fact that you have a rut and I got to figure out how to get out of that rut so that I can grow. Hmm. Otherwise, it's just going to stagnate. Well, is it possible that someone may be happy in their rut? And we were talking about the emotional aspect, like a rut is bad and a groove is good. Is it fair to say that I can't identify if you're in a rut or in a groove because I don't know what your perspective is? Or can I from the outside say to someone you're in a rut you need to change i think as a creative if i when i'm working with a team it's very obvious when somebody who is responsible for developing creative is in a rut mm -hmm. because when you're in a rut you go to your your 
go-tos, your standbys, your things you know are going to work instead of taking that risk. And that's one of the reasons why in the creative field of marketing, you know, let's put the first 10 ideas out, the first 20 ideas out, because those are going to be the obvious ones. And then we'll get into the meat of it. And so I think that that's an important consideration as well. My husband says the same thing, being creative, get all the crap out, then you can start mm -hmm. doing something useful. So in the last kind of 90 seconds that we have, I'd like to ask this question of each of you. How do you get yourself out of a rut? I'll defer to you, Karen. <laughs> so, for, you know, it's interesting what I've discovered, uh, specifically talking about my creative side, I need to see and experience things in a different way. Mm. So that means if that means whether I need to you know, take my, my, you know, laptop and go work in a different environment, whether it means I just go visit friends somewhere else, because I'm a super absorb, observant person. And those observations are, are really important to that creative risk that you need to take in that, in, in this industry that you can, you know, if I'm only ever looking at these same four walls, really nothing's ever going to change. So it makes it really easy to be in a rut. It's a matter of self-awareness. And I'm just going to dovetail, I think, on what Karen said. You have to be self-aware enough to know that you're getting into a rut so that you can make that pivot and continue. And it depends on what you're doing in your personal life. You could be in a rut and be perfectly satisfied with it. Hmm. But when your livelihood requires you to be constantly adjusting, i.e. in business or in sports, or even working out. You could work out and think you're doing the right thing, but your body's not proving because you don't recognize the signs that your body says, all right, I've done enough. Now you have to shock me into doing something else yeah. so that I continue to improve. So you have self-awareness is probably the catalyst to getting you out of the rut. That's our 10 minutes. I know that we're basically saying if you're in a rut, you have to create change. That's the only thing that gets you out. So thank you for having this conversation with me. I appreciate it. And we'll do it again real soon.